All right, and welcome back to the Nurse Man Dan Show with your host, Nurse Man Dan. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good whatever the hell time it is, wherever you're listening. Uh, tonight's show, actually, guys, before we get into tonight's episode, I just want to say thanks to the listeners, actually. Um, like I said, I started this as a way to kind of just have some mental release at the end of the day. Um, and it only started, I didn't, you know, a couple weeks ago, maybe started out and I think I had like nine or 10 people and I checked earlier. I got like 70 listeners now. So that's cool. That's like, just, that's cool as shit to me, to be honest with you. Um, so whoever's listening to it, I appreciate it. I hope you are, uh, enjoying the show. I hope you're taking heed of what I'm saying. I hope you're incorporating some of these things into your daily lifestyles. Uh, because like I said, this show is for you. This show is for all of us. It's for you and your kids and your and whoever the hell else was, is with you to, to get better. Let's all do this together, okay? So anyways, I just want to say thanks. It does mean a lot, actually, that to know that people, I guess, are listening to it and uh, are enjoying it. <clears throat> I will say, I'd really kind of like to hear back from some of y'all, maybe. So leave me a message. Leave me a comment. Let me know if you've got any questions. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, I would love to hear from you. So... Um, I'm sure there's a way to do that on any of the, the, you know, the platforms you're listening on. Just let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Um, anyway, so what is this episode four? I think, um, <clears throat> this one's also kind of coming out quickly. Um, but I'm just getting to that point where I was like, good Lord, I got to talk about this cause it's starting to irritate me. Um, so tonight's episode, I don't, I don't really have a title for it. We're just going to call it, um, patient. How about self-advocacy? Self-advocacy, okay? Um, what do I mean by self-advocacy? Uh, I'll give you a good example of what I mean. Um, and just by being like knowing it's your body, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. And if you're putting something that's made in a lab in your body, I would want to know like what I'm taking it for, right? You know, but that's just me. Uh, maybe that's weird. So I, I can't tell you when I worked in the ER and like I would triage a patient, how many times... Somebody would, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad really, but how many times somebody would have come in, you know, uh, for whatever the symptom is, you know, um, I got a frog stuck in my asshole, whatever it was, that was also a legit complaint when I was at the R, by the way. Um, you know, so you get him in there. All right, Mr. You know, McGillicuddy, whatever your name's going to be in this example, what brings you to the emergency room? Um, you know, and they'd say, and I actually, I always said it like this, what medical emergency are you having right now? That's how I ask people because when they would tell me stuff like, Oh, uh, my tummy hurts. And it's like a perfect, you know what I mean? I wanted them to know that they were in an emergency room. I wanted them to know that, you know, I just, somebody just died under my arms back there a little while ago. And you're coming up here because your fucking tummy hurts. And you're, you know, you're 21 and yesterday was your 21st birthday and you're just fucking hung over, but nobody ever told you that's what happens or you're just a weak person. Like get the hell out of here. So that's what I would say. What medical emergency brings you here today? A lot of the times they would get real quiet. It's like, oh shit. Now I got to like, you're right. Oh damn, Mr. Nurse. Damn man. You're right. I don't have a medical emergency, but I still got to see him. Um, so you'd say, okay, do you have any medical conditions, Mr. McGillicuddy in this example? And they'd say, oh, no, man, I got no medical condition. No, nothing. Okay. All right, cool. That's great, man. You're doing great being in the emergency room with no medical conditions. This must be a freak accident. Don't see any blood. 
no broken arms. Something must be going on, but no, no medical history. Okay, cool. Do you take any medications, Mr. McGillicuddy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I take some. Okay. Uh, what, do you know what you take them for? Do you know, do you know what they're called? And I'll have the list like right in front of me with the entire history. Like I see everything they're diagnosed with every doctor visit they've had every, every comment they've made to a doctor. I I see it. So it's like right here and I'm just reading while I'm talking to them and they don't have any medical history, uh, but they've got hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, you know, uh, anxiety, depression, obesity, you know, all, all this stuff, Uh, alcoholism. Oh, but you don't have any, right? Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, do you take any medications, Mr. McGillicuddy, Mrs. McGillicuddy? Uh, yeah, I take some stuff. Uh, I take some stuff from my heart. Um, you know, I take some stuff. Makes me pee a lot. Um, what else? What else? I take some sugar stuff. Oh, oh, you take those? What do you, you got? That's three medicines. And there's like a list of 30 here at this. You know, I see them. Wait, you take, you got three medicines, huh? Well, what do you take those medicines for? Well, one of them, I think, is for like my diabetes. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the, whoa, Mr. McGillicuddy, get the, is this a contagious room? Did you just get diabetes since walking in this room? Because I'm telling you, 30 seconds ago, I just said, do you have any medical conditions, sir? And you said you had none. And now you have diabetes. One of the most common medical conditions that I saw in the ER. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know you meant like, like a medical condition. You know, I thought you meant like, you know, like, was I bleeding? Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way, sir. Now, do you have any other medical conditions? No, 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 no. Okay. You don't have, you don't take anything for, uh, for hypertension? Nah, man, I don't even know what that is. What about, uh, you don't take lisinopril? Uh, 25 milligrams once a night? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, wait, shoot. I got high blood pressure. I got high blood pressure. Oh, you have that? Did you get that shit too since, you know? Did the diabetes cause that too? Because you just said you didn't have anything. But now you're taking a blood pressure medication, you take insulin, and you're on a diuretic that comes up down the road for your congestive heart failure. But you didn't know you had any medical conditions, nor did you know what medications you're taking. And this is what y'all expect us to fix? Get out of here. Get the F out of my house. Like, let's... let's, Let's take some, um, let's take some responsibility. Okay. Like, uh, this guy I golf with sometimes when I was still able to golf prior to starting this job, uh, he was, he's younger. He's like, tw- I guess he's probably 21, 22, just an idiot, just a fucking idiot. And we're, we're playing golf one day and he says, man, I got, I got a ticket. I got to go court for a ticket. And I was like, Oh shoot, that, that sucks, bro. What'd you do? He's like, man, this cop said I ran a stop sign. And I said, oh, shoot. I said, did you run the stop sign? And he said, I mean, I didn't stop all the way. And I said, I just stopped him. I said, so what the fuck are you arguing about? Huh? And he was like, that's bullshit, man. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't, I didn't, I just, I didn't hurt. And it's like, that doesn't matter. You know, it's, 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 you know, they don't make a law if you carry a concealed handgun to, you can't brandish your weapon because you might, they do it. There's reasons, there's laws in place, okay? You don't run a stop sign because it says stop. If you have a problem with the color red or reading stop, or if you have an issue with stopping at that particular, particular, particular intersection, go to your local town hall and race hell. But what you don't do, and I don't get this with people's minds, is you don't just 
do whatever the hell you want to do, and then get upset when you have to reap what you sow. And that was my point with him was like, so you didn't stop. I mean, you like, I'm not a cop. I'm just a, I'm a man nurse. I'm, I'm nurse man, Dan, damn it. So like, I don't care. Like that's, but I said, you just told me you didn't stop. So I don't understand why you're mad at this police officer. Like when you just, you just told me and he just went right back into it. Well, you know, because I, 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 I slowed down enough and I didn't hit anybody. It's like, okay. Okay, and what is this joke my dad used to tell me? You know, if a cop pulls you over, he I'll tell you what right now that cop should have done for this asshole kid is that if it was me and I could do this, I would have pulled him over and when he gave me shit saying, I didn't hurt anybody, I slowed down enough, I would grab my flashlight out, I'd flip it around, I'd pull his ass out of the car and I'd knock him in the head a few times with it. Just tap him. And he'd be going, stop, stop, stop. And I'd say, Are you want me to stop or you just want me to slow down? And I'd just slow down a little bit. But I'll still be smacking the fuck out of his head, right? And he's going to be like, no, stop. And I would say, oh, now, do you see the difference, son? Consequences. Whew, I got sidetracked there. I apologize. I apologize. That was like a little bit of a rant there. Um, the point is, I see too many people, grown adults with no cognitive deficits, no memory issues that are just pumping themselves full of pharmaceutical grade drugs day in and day out with absolutely no, no, no idea of why they're taking it. And it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. And I'll tell you what's even worse is, uh, I guess this was last, last week, maybe I was going to go discharge a patient. I've never met this guy. I really can't stand when you know, home, this, I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but if I've never seen a patient and I'm discharging for somebody or for some reason, I'm going to do this. I cannot stand discharging. I cannot talk tonight, guys. I apologize. Let me take a sip of my water real quick. Um, uh, that going to a house where I've never, I don't know anything. I mean, I can read the chart, but I'm going into this person's house and I'm discharging them from the care where we are, you know, supposedly have been providing. So I go in there, I meet this person, just talking to him. And like, it, like right off the bat, I didn't know if he was confused or what, but I was like, you're asking me some questions that I feel like you should have known this, like, you know, probably since you were like eight, like some real basic shit, maybe not eight, but since, you know, he's been an adult. And um, so he's a congestive heart failure patient. He's got, and he's got atrial fibrillation, which for anybody out there listening is an irregular, it's an arrhythmia. It's an irregular uh, heartbeat pattern for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. So, you know, normal, normal sinus rhythm, which is what you want, you know, is that boom, 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 you know, kind of like that, you know, AFib is like boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. You know, it's all over the place. Anyways, people take blood thinners because your blood will clot up. You'll push a clot. You die. It's a big mess, right? So I'm like discharge. I'm going to discharge him. And I'm like, okay, sir. Uh, so you're on, you know, whatever he was on, Coumadin or whatever the, his blood thinner is. And he's like, uh, I think so. And I'm like, you think so? And he's like, uh, let me check. So we go through his meds. And I'm like, yes, right here. It's in your pill plan. You've been taking this, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, do you know what it is? He's like, no, the doctor just gives it to me. And I'm like, you don't know what the blood thinner, this one that people die from all the time, 
that you have to take every day that you've been taking for um, the last 16 years. You're not sure uh, or like, well, like what's going on. And he's like, what is, and I'm like, like, no, I, I'm not, I, I explained it to him, but the, I didn't discharge him because like, then I get into the heart fairy stuff. Like, do you know you're supposed to be weighing yourself every day? Do you know you're supposed to be elevating your legs? Do you know you're not supposed to be, you know, sucking down salt? Like it's going out of style every day. No, I didn't know that at all. I've never heard that. It's like, dude, what in the, f you know, what are we doing? And that, that could be on the parts of, I'm not saying it's the nursing. I'm not saying it's the physician. It could be part of the patient. But I'm going to tell you right now, this guy was a successful businessman. Uh, he had a very nice house, very well off. Um, so I don't think it was a knowledge deficit, okay? I think what it is, is that he's an old guy and people don't give them the, give him the time of day to answer his questions to make sure he understands the importance of what he's got to be doing, what he needs to be taking. And this is like a really big issue, like across the board, medication compliance, uh, patient advocacy, you know, uh, I, I don't get it. I don't understand where in this world we're going to this, where patients just, I mean, that's like, that's what it is. One of the reasons because, you know, technology, a doctor, you know, doesn't have to do anything really. You go in, they refer you to somebody else. I got a cough. Oh, damn. I'm just a GP. Okay, go see your pulmonologist. All right. Oh, man. You know, my chest been kind of aching. Oh, damn. Go see your cardiologist. Oh, shit. I put on 60 pounds and now I think I'm a type 2 diabetic. Okay, great. Go see your endocrinologist. You know what I mean? It's all these specialties. When, when the stuff starts, you could just tell that person, change your lifestyles. But we don't, do we? Because we, we're not advocates. We're not, I'll tell you right now, most healthcare providers are not true advocates for their patients. Hand stamp that shit. Take that to the bank, okay? I mean, I've worked in the hospital. I've worked in the ER. I've worked in the OR. And I've worked in home health. And I know what gets talked about behind the scenes when y'all can't hear, okay? And I promise you, I promise you, it is not all hugs and kisses. Everybody's trying to do the best. Most of the time, they're talking about why you're there. Why are you taking up a bed when there's somebody having a heart attack in the lobby that needs a room? That's what most of the talk is. But they won't say that to you because they need that money. If it was my ER and people came for dumb shit like that, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, okay? You're not coming in. Go somewhere else. I don't give a shit. What? But you're, what? You want me to clean your ears out? Hey. Hey, Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He just wants me to clean his ears out. Hang on. Uh, Mr. Mr. You're pissing me off. What's you need us to clean them out? Do they hurt? Are you bleeding? No, no, no. I just I don't really like cleaning my ears out, man. Just always kind of like freaked me out. Let me just look real quick here. You're you're 26? Yeah, 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 yeah. What and what do you do for a living, sir? Oh, I'm actually in law school right now. Sir, I'll be right back. Hey, Doc. This guy's a fucking asshole. He's in law school and he's scared to clean his ears. What do you mean we have to let him in? It's not an emer- Are you serious? All right, asshole. Come on back. Like that, that's, that, that's, that's, that was a legit example of something that happened to me in the ER. Like we have 
people that abuse the system. We have people that abuse themselves and we have healthcare providers that abuse, I don't want to say they abuse their powers, but they don't do what their mother effing job is to do. To do no harm intentionally. And I promise you, by intentionally not giving the patient the time of day to answer these questions, to make sure they understand everything, not giving them the time of day to, um, you know, to report any new issues or complaints, they just blow them off. That, that's not your job. And I'm sorry, doc, that you're busy. I'm sorry, nurse, that you're busy and you've got other patients to attend to. But that's my fucking mom, or that's my dad, that's my brother, that's my sister, that's my best friend. So you better damn well take the time to make sure they know what they need to be doing. Boom. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And that's what I do. Because I cannot stand uh, going places and hearing that these people just have no idea what's wrong with them. And they just, and then they want me to discharge them. Or the doctor wants me to go in there and provide skilled nursing services. And most of the time, these patients don't need skilled nursing services. They need psychiatric evaluations. Okay? There's nothing I'm going to do for most of my patients. If you're not willing to go to bed at a decent time and wake up at a decent time every day, if you're not willing to... Uh, put down your TV at night, if you're not willing to do some form of exercise every day, like I said, I don't care if you can only lift your leg off the bed one time, but the next day you try and you do too, I don't care. I tip my hat to you. I think that's fantastic and I would give you a hug because I am so proud of you. Just know that. Whoever's in that situation, know how proud of you I am. But the person who's able to do something and literally waste their life, sitting on their ass, watching TV while it's a, be- you know, it's a beautiful day outside. Those people are, it's disgusting to me. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's wasteful. It's a waste of life. It's a waste of resources. It's degrading to society. Um, and it is, and that's my, that's my, my thought on it. So I really don't care if anybody agrees with it or not, but that's what it is. <laughs> we just, everybody is just, give me a pill, give me a pill, give me a pill. But let's not fix the lifestyle, right? I mean, it can't make sense to anybody, right? Nobody's listening to this right now and going, like, no, man, actually, like, you, we need this. We need that. And if you are, like, uh, don't ever let me meet you because we'll just, we're going to have a really bad argument. And I don't want anybody to think either that, like I'm saying, medicine isn't helping a lot of people. It 100% does. If you have hypertension... Let me make sure everybody understands, by the way. Hypertension is also called high blood pressure, okay? Now, if you have hypertension or high blood pressure due to a, you know, a genetic issue or something something that isn't under your control, then by golly, give them the medicine. No shit, right? It makes sense. Why wouldn't you? It's the people that go in and the doc checks their blood pressure for the first time in a year. They haven't like had them logging their pressures. They see that upon visit, their blood pressure is, I don't know, 160 over 95. And then they throw them on a pill instead of being like, I don't know, maybe you just get nervous at the doctor's office. You ever think about that? You ever ask them like, hey, did you have a cup of coffee? Were you actually, did you do something like before you came in? Or did the doc just take your blood pressure and say, hmm, 
That's a little high. I think I'm going to give him this pill. That's probably what happened, right? Because I tell you, they're not, they're not going, you know, your blood pressure is a little high. Um, so we need to keep an eye on that, right? Because then if the person leaves, you know, the, and something happens, the, honestly, the doctor will probably get sued for negligence. But instead of the doctor saying, hey, look, man, or woman, you know, you're, you're healthy enough now that you can make some changes where you, your blood pressure will be fine and you won't need any medication. Like, let's do that. And the patient saying, yeah, you're right. You're right. We should do that. Like, that's what should happen. But it's not. They just say, here's a pill. And then that person continues to just do the same shit. And now the blood pressure maybe is under control. But the things that were causing him to have the high blood pressure in the first place are just being exacerbated. I mean, he's just continuing to do the same thing. And it's it's fucking gross. It's sick. It's disgusting. Um, And patients need to start realizing, guys, why is it that we are this medically advanced in this country and yet we are so out of shape? Hmm? Hmm? Why? All this technology, making our lives easier, right? Everything's supposed to be easier. Look at us. Look at us. Go out to dinner next time and look around. Look at how families are interacting, or if they even are, lack thereof, I guess is what I should say. They're staring at their phones. Nobody's talking. Everybody's checking something. It's, I mean, it's sad. It is sad. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. Not to mention what they got in front of their faces with their belly touching the table. You know what I mean? <sighs> just some of the animals I see outside of my house. And, you know, just to give you an exact example of what I'm talking about. I had a dentist appointment, uh, I don't know, a few few days ago. And I, I grind my teeth. You know, I clench at night and I get these little like wear spots. And so the lady comes in talking to her she said my teeth look fine which i was like that's dope like sweet great um but then the doc came in at the end like they always do he sits down he looked to be about 14 and he's like hey you know scrapes like twice with a toothpick on my front tooth and he's like looks good you got any questions i'm like what you know now that i think about it doc doctor mr dennis man i do have a couple of questions so those you know those wear spots on my teeth you know, do you think it'd be better to like maybe put some kind of filling in it to kind of like reinforce the structural integrity of my tooth? And he was like, no, nah, I really don't think it'll make a difference. Just make sure you wear a night guard at night. And I'm like, yeah, but do you see what I'm saying? Like if like if you have a hollow structure and then I squeeze it like a, a plastic cup, right? An empty plastic cup. If I squeeze that, I can crush that cup, right? But if I fill that cup up with water and then freeze it, I'm not really going to be able to crush that cup, Right. And he just looked literally right, right at me. He's like, yeah, I don't think you need it. And then he got up and walked out. And I mean, he was sitting in front of, he, front of me for maybe 40 seconds. And I mean, what? That's a, I don't know how much he makes. Like, I don't really give a shit how much he makes. My point is, absolutely no bedside manner. He didn't spend the time I wanted to answering my questions. He just said, yeah, that's not what I think. And then he dipped out. That's what most hospital visits, that's what most doctor visits are. And it's shitty on the doctor or the provider that gives that kind of service. That can't spend the time to do what they need to do. And it's bad on both ends because it's not necessarily their fault when you've got a thousand patients trying to be seen for the same conditions. 
That's another thing, guys, y'all should notice. It's like when I go and see patients at these doing home health or even in the ER, you would think like, oh, what does this person have? What does like really it's a lot of the same shit. I mean, we treat the same conditions and diseases a lot. I'm not going out and seeing new stuff ever. And I'll tell you, I mean, it's usually a combination of all of them or some variation of them, you know, diabetes, hypertension, uh, high cholesterol, depression, anxiety. Um, what else we got? I said diabetes, maybe a thyroid issue, which, I, you know, thyroid issues, that's tough. Um, let's see what else. Obesity, weakness related to obesity. It's all shortness of breath. It's all the same stuff. Like home health nursing visits aren't even needed. And eventually it's going to go to that because now the hospital is realizing like before, you know, they'd make you, you have to come in. You've got to see your doctor. You've got to see your doctor for your, uh, you know, for this and that. And that. and it's like, no, you don't. That's because you needed to make money. But now that COVID started, wow, they're like, well, shit, it's kind of nice when the hospitals were really slow. Um, and um, so what can we do? Oh, we'll start doing telehealth visits. So now... So now like this is, and actually this is taking place in my job. Now my job is going to be to go out, see a patient, assess that patient, and then tell a nurse that sits in an office somewhere what I saw with my eyes, what I felt with my hands, what I heard with my ears. I'm going to tell this person that, and then they are going to do virtual visits, virtual visits, guys, over the, the, the interweb, the computer box, whatever you want to call it. So now we're getting to the point that you're still going to get charged for visits. Okay. You're good. They're going to make, I promise you a hospital is never going to do anything for you for free. I don't care if it's a, if it's a mother truck and ginger ale, you're getting charged for that. That's just how it works. Okay. So what's happening now is that they're going to start eventually and it will happen. You'll be able to start letting home health staff go. Because now you'll be able to have a few that do these first interviews and then you'll have somebody who's probably 300 pounds sitting in an office somewhere giving these patients that they're never going to see, touch, hear, feel, you know, spend time with face to face. Uh, they're going to be helping them by doing what? At that point, turn on YouTube and say, what can I do for my heart failure? You know what I mean? If we can't do it with face-to-face -face doctor visits, which obviously it's not happening because look at the statistics. If we can't do it with nurses, face-to-face -face visits, why do they think that like doing it over the internet with a tablet is going to be any better? Most of the people I see are like 80s and 90s. Half of them don't know what a tablet is. So now the hospitals will be able to let staff go Saving them money while still making money off of not treating the patients. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Healthcare! Let's go! Let's do it! Hooray for everybody! Heroes work here! <laughs> That's some dumb... I mean, it's, just, it's boggling to me that this is what I do for a living. And like, I, I can't even do it the way I truly want to. As in, I have to... I have to do what the doctor says. Otherwise, it's like outside of my scope of practice. I'll get, I'll lose my license. I get fired. I don't know. But I'll tell you, 
I don't know. I might have had one negative complaint from a patient since I've been here, and I think it was just because I was wearing a hat that said America. Like, go figure. Go figure the person who I'm going to see who doesn't do shit for themselves that I got to go, and now I got to go clean their ass wound uh, for... Not that they did anything, to, not that they're helping. They did everything to cause this to themselves. And then out after that, after I go in when it's hot as fuck outside, after I get in there and clean his ass wound and I have my America hat on, he's going to call my boss and bitch because I'm wearing a cat that represents the greatest country in, in the world? Like, get the hell out of here, man. That's what I'd like to be able to tell patients. That's how I usually do talk to patients. But like, go back to that person. Like, fuck you, dude. You know what? I got other people that I can go help. I don't need to come in here and do this shit when it's never going to get better. You've got maybe another two years left. So you better start owning up, start getting right with God because you're a very unpleasant person and it's not going to end well for you. But no, we can't say that. I got to say, oh yeah, no problem. No problem. I'll see you. uh, I'll see you next week. Okay. Let me make sure I got everything done for you. Let me make sure I've got every single thing done for you, which also just goes back into this whole patient, you know, self-advocacy. I mean, home health nursing, this job, we are the biggest bunch of babysitters I've ever known. I don't know what any of our patients have to do for themselves. I mean, we schedule appointments for them. We make sure they know how to read. We make sure they know how to swallow. We have to make sure that if they have pain, we have to call the doctor. I'm so sick of going to houses. I went to a house today. And the person had said, I've been in uh, excuse me, excruciating abdominal pain for four days. And I said, well, did you let your doctor know? And they said, no. I mean, I just like crickets in the background. I mean, what I would love, you know, I say, okay, let's go ahead and see what's going on. I'm going to let your doctor know. But what I should say is, why the hell didn't you call the doctor, you idiot? What's wrong with you? You live in a nice ass house. You've got a Lexus and a BMW. I know you know how a telephone works. So why didn't you call the doctor? You've been sitting here in pain, which I see no apparent signs of distress in your face, by the way. But you're you're complaining of 10 out of 10 pain, uh, you know, while you're sipping your coffee. And you didn't think to call the doctor in four days? Like, get the hell out of here. Like, that. that's the kind of stuff. We do so much for these patients that they don't have to do anything for themselves And they expect good results. And they expect nurses to continue wanting to do the job. When it's like, no. No, 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 no. Like I said, this is going to affect everybody's pocket down the road financially. For sure. We we are a, a, a society of entitled lazies for the most part. And what's going to happen is we're going to get, everybody's going to blow up. Everybody's going to be unemployed because they can't work, breathe, mo- you know, move or talk. Uh, and then you're going to have the, that small amount that said, I don't really want to do that because I'd like to kind of just live and be able to go for a walk outside. Like it's nice. You know what I mean? And then those people are never going to have health care because they're going to be stuck paying for all the people that we're doing with now. And I'll tell you something else. The people I'm seeing now are in the 80s and 90s that threw their lives away 20 years ago. They're not the problem. The problem are the people now, the people my age, the 34-year-olds, the 16, the 10-year-olds. They're, you know, a 10-year-old. I saw a kid today in the grocery store. Mother too. Mother just obese as hell. And the kid was probably 10, 11 years old. Uh, he might have been maybe 
four foot eight, and I guarantee he was close to 130 pounds. I mean, just the fattest little boy I've ever seen. I thought it was a midget at first. I thought it was a, a grown little midget walking through the grocery store with maybe his wife. And it wasn't. It was her daughter or his, her son. Like, disgusting. And I looked at her, smiled, because I don't judge. I looked at the son, and, like, I wanted to tell him, like, dude, you got to stop. You got to start, like, doing something, man. You're going to be in and out of the hospital, like, for the rest of your life. Like, look at you. Like, look at you, buddy. But I can't. I just walked by, and I said a prayer for him. Because that's just, it's, un- it's unfortunate because there hasn't been a provider that either she just doesn't give a shit about her son, or there hasn't been a provider that sit down and tell her, the pediatrician, say, hey, your kid's fat as hell, ma'am. Like, what are you doing? Do you realize that's not healthy? Do you realize he's 17 times the size of any of his classmates and you thought that was normal? Like, no. Self-advocacy, people. Like, start, start using your noggins out there. Start, start asking questions. I'm sick and tired of seeing people month after month after month that I have to go see. Not by choice. I'm forced to go see them because it's my job. That they're not improving. I discharged the lady today, and I left her with this this uh, message, I guess. And I'm probably going to end this episode on this because I got to go to bed. And I didn't really think I was going to do an episode tonight in the first place. But I started ranting, and here we are. Um, so I'm discharging her. And I was like, you know, who? Oh, this was Mrs. Applepot. Mrs. Applebottom. I was discharging Miss Applebottom. And I was like, uh, oh, no, that wasn't Miss Applebottom. What's a good name for her? This lady's name is going to be Miss Lipton. So I'm discharging Miss Lipton, and I've seen her since February. And I said, you know, Miss Lipton, you know, I've been real with you since I met you. Um, I told her, you know, you're never going to meet another healthcare provider like me. You're never going to be, you're damn sure you're never going to meet another healthcare provider like me. And I said, uh, you know, I just, I feel real bad, Miss Lipton. And she was like, why? And I said, because, because I don't think you're going to get better. I think, uh, you know, she's like, well, well, that's not very positive. And I'm like, I mean, I'd love to be positive, you know, but I've, I've seen you for six months, Miss, you know, Miss Lipton, and you haven't changed. In fact, you've gotten worse. <laughs> okay. Now we're not treating you the way I would be treating you. I'm treating you the way your doctor says I have to, and you've continued to get worse. And I just told her, I said, I want you to think about that when I leave. I said, because once I'm out of here, like that's, you're back to yourself. Like, think about that, that you've been consistently declining for the last seven months and yet you're just rolling with it. You're not questioning it. You're just doing it. There's no self-advocacy. And a lot of times you don't get nurses that are, or are good enough advocates for their patients. And you don't even have to go to the doctor. Like I told this lady, I told her, I, I, you know, you've got to do the three big things, get your sleep, eat better and do some kind of exercise or you will never get better. So, um, you know, anyways, I hope, I hope she does get better. I hope she makes some changes because it's, it's, it's sad. She's not old and, uh, she could have a lot of life left, but I, I don't think she's going to, you know, anyways, um, I, I am going to leave you with one more little just thing that kind of, I guess I just don't understand what, what y'all expect or what providers expect is that when they send us to these homes of 90-plus-year-old patients that are obese, haven't walked in five years, and they want us to provide education about their medications, like, I don't, I literally don't know what these providers 
are they doing is they have to check a box. Like, what do you think anybody's going into a house to do for a 98 year old who's 400 pounds, not 400 pounds. They all, they all kind of get small when you get that old, but you know, doesn't do anything for themselves continues to smoke and drink every day like it's going out of style like what do they honestly think i'm gonna do i'm not changing a 90 year old person's lifestyle and honestly i don't really give a shit if you make it to 90 do heroin for all i care i mean like you did 90 years like whatever do you think you're gonna go run a mile tomorrow miss 90 plus year old no but then you go to chart and it's like oh we got to make sure this person is a you know, you put this person as this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, she's 91 years old. What do you expect her to look like? They expect these people to look like brand new, you know, 2022 babies. And it's like, no, bro, this person was born during the Civil War. You know, we age, right, idiot? Like we die. People die. We are all going to die. I'm ending the show on that. Okay. We're all going to die. <laughs> That's the end of the show. All right. Uh, I don't even know what this whole show is about. That was just a rant. I apologize. Uh, I will be back next time with a more topic-heavy episode. Um, Until then, get the good sleep, guys. Get the good sleep. Go for a walk. Do that thing. Do the thing, okay? Have a great night. Sleep well. God bless. Talk to you next time.